I'm used to sitting on a certain side and you're not there now. I'm just like, I don't, I don't, so, hey, so come back to me. So uh, Weekend Trav, we're here, episode 79 of Wayne In with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav, sitting on his side of the seats of the table, uh, missing me from afar. I can't take B-Money's seat. I just can't do it. That's fair. It's You don't you don't want to sit in that seat. You don't know what goes on in that seat. That's a hot seat. That's it's a hot, hot seat. It's the hot seat. So we want to uh, say thank you so much to our subscribers, our followers, everyone that likes the content, everyone that suggests things to talk about. But of course, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Canelo Alvarez, Dimitri Bivol, as that fight was over the weekend, weekend Trav. And then we're going to move on to some other stuff coming up this weekend, including the one, the only Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather, in an exhibition bout. We'll get into that in a few. There it is. Floyd Money Mayweather. There it is. But uh, before we do, special thanks to our media partners, IF Enterprises, TH Boxing. You see that logo in the hat there by the Hoot and Young bottle. And Gulfstream Financial. You see it on my shirt. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Weekend Traff. It's good to be back. It's good to see you. Um, so <clears throat> let's chat a little bit. Let's talk about the big fight. We see it's always a big fight when Canelo's on the card, when Canelo fights, which is several times a year at this point. Uh, so give me the rundown here. We can try. It was Canelo Alvarez taking on Dimitri Bival this past Saturday. And uh, Canelo Alvarez moving up and wait to face Bival. So uh, tell us about the fight. Tell us what you saw. Yeah, this was Canelo moving up to light heavyweight. And I, I didn't know this until I got into a little spat with some uh, Twitter warriors that when Canelo fought Kovalev at light heavyweight, that was actually for a light heavyweight world title. So Canelo's already won a world title at light heavyweight. And then he went back down to super middleweight, unified the titles. And then now this weekend, last weekend, um, Cinco de Mayo weekend, he went back up to challenge Bivol for the light heavyweight championship of the world. The reason I brought that up is because a lot of people think the best light heavyweights in the world are Dimitri Bival and Archer Betterbeef, not Kovalev. So that's why even when he beat Kovalev, most people at the time didn't recognize Kovalev as the legit world champion. So that's why I brought that up. But Canelo is up to his usual daring to be great. Okay. He came up short. Right. He dared to be great. I did, as I've been posting on our Wayne with Travis Harmon Instagram page, I've been posting little excerpts from our previous episode 78, where we talked. Um, I did pick Canelo to win. I will come out and say that right away. We both did. We both yes. did. I thought it was going to go the distance for sure. I didn't think it was going to be a knockout and it did go the distance, but I was very adamant on everybody kept saying how Baval was not going to be a tough fight. I was very adamant the fact that Baval was a dangerous opponent. And I named a couple reasons, B-Money, and B-Money wasn't having it. B-Money was like, I'm still not excited, Travis. I just don't want to watch this fight. I'm not excited about it. Well, guess what? It turned out to be pretty exciting because, actually, it was only exciting, I think, probably because Canelo lost, right? Like, he ended up losing a 12-round unanimous decision. Yep. All three judges scored at the exact same. And I think, um, I think Bavall deserves a lot of credit, first of all. Like, yeah. I want to put that out there. Baval won a 12-round unanimous decision against arguably the number one pound-for-pound -pound fighter in the world. Better be our <laughs> Baval was undefeated, 
and he continued his undefeated streak. He retained his title. So that's that happened over the weekend on DAZN in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now, what did I think about Canelo's performance? He looked flat. Hmm. He looked like his punches didn't have a lot of pop on them. He looked he looked fairly like Canelo the first four or five rounds. And then I noticed, and I was in some group messages with some people, and I noticed the fact that about the eighth or ninth, I was like, Canelo looks tired. Hmm. So there's two reasons that could be. One is he did fight a bigger guy. And maybe his punches weren't having the same effect as they've had before. So Canelo had to exert a lot more energy now because he, he knew that those punches weren't ever hurting um, Bival. So maybe he was punching harder, trying a lot harder, took a lot more out of him. But there's also this little theory running around that even Joe Rogan has talked about. Canelo, B-Money, went vegan before this fight. Mm. Mm. So there's a lot of speculation about the fact that maybe he lost his energy. Maybe he lost that steam in the last round because he was vegan. I don't know any truth to it. I mean, I do know that Canelo did say that he did go vegan. So I do know that there, that's pretty verified. He did go vegan. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's true or not that that's what slowed him down. Well, maybe he didn't want to get caught with that street taco meat this time around on this fight. Like he did a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah, that was uh, two or three years ago before Triple G. He tested positive for steroids for some tainted beef. Um, but yeah, B-Money's right. Uh, what do you think, though, B-Money? Do you think that, that that had more to do with it or did it have more to do with it, the fact that Baval came and showed up? I think it's a kind of a mixture of everything we can trap. I think um, now I'm, I'm no dietitian by any means, but I think if you're going to change your dietary habits in between fights like that and move up in weight at the same time, there's going to be a definite diminishing factor for you on strength. Um, you know, you could obviously tell the size difference between the two of them, which isn't uncommon. Canelo fights guys that are that are taller than him all the time. Sergey Kovalev, they were all yeah, but but you're absolutely correct. There just was something missing, and, and maybe it goes back to what I mentioned last week when we were talking about it. Is anyone is, is anyone excited? about it is anyone excited about this fight other than the fact that it's canelo alvarez fighting and maybe that's a problem for him and his camp there just wasn't enough to get really amped up about other than the payday and so if you're walking into the ring like that what what are you fighting for exactly i appreciate his comments after the fact as as any fighter would in a decision fight they say that they think they won the fight fine but him to go out and say listen i'm doing what other fighters don't want to do because they don't want to risk a loss. I'm going to continue to do it. So I respect the hell out of that. And, uh, but going back to your original question, I think, yes, if the diet stuff is, is, is true, then that is a definite performance inhibitor. Um, fighting someone that's bigger and bigger weight. I don't know, because he doesn't have to worry about a cut or anything like that. Or maybe he did a little bit, but not much. Um, and, and Dimitri Baval said, I think today or yesterday that, Hey, you know what? Uh, Canelo is naturally at, 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 uh, what is it? Is it super middleweight? Uh, and he says, actually, I naturally, naturally, I feel better at that way too. So how about next time we fight in a rematch? How about I drop down a weight and we actually go for those belts. So I don't know if that's a, if the size difference is really what matters. I was told that size doesn't matter. Oh, well, maybe, maybe it's size. does. I don't know. I don't know. And sometimes I think my, 
my, my, my spouse might just be being nice to me. I don't know. So, um, but I think ultimately if it's diet, if, if it's what's true that he may have gone the vegan way, then that's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough, especially 12 rounds of two guys really going at it back and forth. There wasn't, it wasn't a lazy sloppy fight, but you could tell that there was a, a diminishing energy level that was uncommon for him. I got it wildly wrong and probably just cause I didn't know enough. I, I, I went in there just like a stupid fool thinking Canelo is Canelo. And I don't know enough about Baval. And I said something silly, like sixth or seventh round Canelo. Eighth. It was an eighth. You gave me a little bit. Dumb. But here's what I will say, Weekend Trav, and I could show my sports book if I really want to screenshot it. I sent it to you. I know. I vote. I, 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 I gamble with my brain. I don't gamble with my heart. And I put money on Baval to win. And lo and behold, it paid out pretty decently. So I was pretty happy about that. Your buddy, your buddy uh, BJ, kind of convinced me to finally click the button to, to submit that, that bet. I know. All my stuff that I was trying to tell you didn't convince you, but BJ. No, but BJ Flores, now he has been hanging his hat a lot on him being right about that. Though, though in a several fights prior, he's been wrong on some on some bets. So, yeah. but he is. I mean, <laughs> he's been what, all over social media. Yeah, man, I was right about this, and everyone giving him love, and he screenshot all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you were kind of wrong on a lot of fights uh, this year too, <laughs> but we don't hear but, about that. I, and I and listen. You got to highlight it when you win because yeah. it's boxing's tough. Like it's really tough. The predictions are really tough. Like I get them wrong sometimes too. And it's really tough. So when you really get one, right, you better send it home because it deserves to be talked about. But uh, I just want to touch a little bit on, I always had this thought about Canelo that Canelo can be out hustled mm. in a fight because he's fought a lot of fights early where he gets beat three, four, five rounds and he just turns it on in the mm. eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh round, and ends up stopping people. The bigger, the more weight he's put on, the more power he's put on. So, I always knew in the back of my head that could happen. And I just, to be honest, um, two things: my fandom of Canelo Alvarez over the past two years, um, and the fact that I didn't have the balls to pick Bavall, it came into play because I'm really a big fan of Canelo and. I made every, I watched back our episode 78 and I watched it back and I was like, Travis, like everything that I said was in favor of picking Baval, uh. but yet I didn't pick Baval. I'm like, grow some balls, Weekend Trav, actually go through with what you're saying and pick it because everything I said about Baval was the, was the reason why that I thought he could beat Canelo because he was good. He has beat some top guys and I just, but I didn't have the balls to pick it because we all know that Canelo is great though. Like he is great, but eventually it doesn't matter. Boxing that one-on-one sport where you can't always win. You just right. period. It's a one-on-one right. sport. You have an off day. You have a so-so day. You're going to lose. However, um, we can, we don't need to talk about him just yet, but the only guy to ever do that is Floyd Mayweather. Right. Right. You know, so it's interesting, and we'll get to him in a minute, but let's let's kind of switch gears. Still talking Canelo. Uh, once again, congratulations, Dimitri Baval. You are in that 20-0 and zero now, and then now uh, a rematch. I think they both want the rematch, uh, but we'll see. I don't know if it puts the Triple G fight in jeopardy a bit. Maybe it does uh, for the end of this year. Probably does, uh, depending on if this rematch, rematch clause goes through. But, but let's talk real briefly here on the pound for pound discussion. Cause that's been kind of one of those topics after this fight 
Uh, I know Terrence Crawford, Bud Crawford has been in there saying, Hey, what do you guys think now? Um, you know, and you made an excellent point on social media. So maybe run through that conversation about the pound for pound. Now that Canelo has a second loss on his record. Yeah. I mean, I really, I was thinking about the pound for pound conversation and the pound for pound conversation. What it really means is um, a guy, even though he, he could be a smaller guy, if he was bigger, would he still be able to be, to compete based on his skill level with other people? So that's the pound for pound conversation. So a guy could be 126 pounds and be the pound for pound best because experts look at him as in, even though this guy's only 126 pounds, if that exact guy moved up to 200 pounds, would he still be able to beat these guys? Right? So that's the pound for pound conversation. So people are going to think I'm crazy, but I think Canelo still pound for pound number one, because he went up in weight. He went up and fought a legit light heavyweight who was already world champion. So if you go by the pound for pound reasoning, this guy, he like, he's done it, but he reached a little too far maybe this time, or, or maybe something happened. I know that he lost, but I love Terrence Crawford. You know that I fought the guy. So that's why I want him to win. Cause it makes my resume better, but I just, <clears throat> he hasn't fought. I know Errol Spence fought. I know they have Usyk out there um, and all those guys, but I still haven't seen another guy and a performance, in my opinion, that leapfrogs Canelo, even though he just lost. Well, you made your, your points online had something to do with body of work. When you look at the past couple of years, how many times has Canelo fought versus some of these other guys in the conversation I'll give you that combined? Time. Right. So that's, that's really, so, so I don't know if you have that stat in front of you or not. I do. So the amount of fights since December of 2020, Canelo five, the amount of fights combined for Usyk, Crawford, Inouye and Spence seven. Yeah. We're talking one, two, three, four guys have only fought a total of seven times in two years. We have one guy who has fought five times in two years across so, different weight classes putting, I mean, he, he, you know, he talks the talk, he walks the walk and, and the body of work speaks for itself. So I think you saying, Hey, he's still to me, pound for pound best in the world. I don't think that's a big leap. Uh, I think just ultimately if people are just going to look at uh, recent wins and losses as the qualifying factor, I, I don't think that's accurate. I think you're pretty accurate with your assessment um now it will we will see when terrence crawford steps in the ring next they're trying to get that errol spence fight put together maybe but once again we've been talking about that since this podcast started uh, so so we'll see what happens but yes canelo alvarez in weekend Trav's book is still pound for pound the best in the world uh because he is willing to move up in weight and, 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 and put on a great performance, but also his body of work collectively speaks volumes. Now, we can travel. Let's switch gears now to the first guy that beat Canelo in the pros, and that is Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, this weekend, he's taking on, I think, his old training partner, Don Moore, in an exhibition. Now, get this. Exhibition fight on a helipad in Dubai in front of, hold on. 20 spectators, 20 spectators, all with unique NFT tickets and which cost a hefty price as well. I can't remember. I, I don't know. VIP 
NFT and us old guys, I don't even really know what the hell that means. Non-fungible no, token no, no. weekend Trav. I, I don't no, want to get to that really. conversation. But uh, the point being is that I don't know how much those things run for. And we we're trying to find the actual dollar value or, or crypto value for each of those tickets. But it was a pretty penny. Okay. Because this is a big uh, money fight for money Mayweather. I think Don Moore is making a little money too, but not, not nearly as much. So we got Floyd Mayweather back in action. Let's talk a little bit about that. Last time we saw him, he was taking on Logan Paul. I mean, listen, to be fair, his nickname is correct. Money Mayweather. The guy knows how to make money. The guy's been retired for what, two or three years now? And he's still making tons of money. So he honestly, I don't know how much he's making. And to be fair, both of us kind of discussed this off air. He, who knows what's going on over there? It's Dubai. So who knows what he's really making? Who knows what's really going to come home with him? I, I could see him making upwards of 100 million plus, but he, he might even say more. But whatever's on paper is probably going to be nothing close to that because he doesn't want to pay taxes on that. Oh They're yeah, that, that money might stay over there, I think. I don't think NFTs that's coming back to the now, US. <laughs> this digital currency with the NFTs and all that uh, stuff. And like, who knows? I'm pretty sure each of those tickets was bought with Ethereum, uh, So, and which has got, come down in value quite, quite a bit over the last week or two anyways. Um, but 20 fans, not including any sort of pay-per-view sales and all that good stuff, but he is doing what he does. I, it's hard to have an opinion because I don't know enough about Don Moore. And I think you looked some stuff up on, on box rec for him. What is he? I know enough about him. What is he? 19, go ahead. 18 and 0 as a professional boxer and has never beaten a guy with a winning record. 18 pro fights. Just to give you guys reference, he's 18 and 0 as a professional boxer, never lost, but never fought a guy with a winning record. My sixth pro fight I fought a 17 and 0 Chavez Jr., my fifth pro fight. This guy's 18 and 0 and has never fought a guy who's got a winning record. And now he's fighting Floyd Mayweather. So I say that with a lot of jealousy and envy. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not sounds like the way to do it to me. Exactly. That's why I want people to realize I'm not hating on the guy. Get your money, brother. You 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 figured out how to do that. I don't know how you figured out how to do that. Be 18 and 0. First of all, why would you want to be 18 and 0 and never step up? I don't know that. But maybe I do know now because he's fighting Floyd Mayweather exactly. in an exhibition in Dubai on, on a, a helipad. helipad. <laughs> like, what? Like, good for him. So, again, I'm not hating on the guy, but you want me to keep it real. He's 18 and 0 and he's never faced a guy with a winning record. So, take from that what you will. Meaning, well, Mayweather did a safe exhibition. Yeah, which he tends to do, it seems like often, but good good for him. And, and we all talk about it and we all watch it. So, you know, can't really hate on it, right? Uh, what else we can draw some stuff, other stuff coming up this weekend? I, I don't, but to be fair, I don't think I'm going to watch this. It's, the, no. it, it's a $19, it's a $19.99 uh, live uh, stream that they're charging. I promise you this time, I'm a huge boxing guy. You know this, but I'm not paying for that. No. I pay no. for every other pay-per-view fight for real boxers. Mayweather is a real boxer, but this is not a real boxing event in my yeah, opinion. I'm, I'm out on this one two weekend Trav. I have uh, better things to do with $19 uh, like put a gallon of gas in my truck. So <laughs> um, exactly. anyways, well, we real, real fights though. Yeah. Let's talk about those uh, real quick. Uh, just a couple minutes to wrap up. Yeah. I believe we have a uh, Charlo fighting this weekend, yep, but Jermel. And, and even though like the guy, he's legit, he's legit. He deserves to be talked about for sure. Cause he's legit. He's in that division. He's in the 154, 160. I forget, but he's there. 
Um, he's a legit fighter. He's a legit contender. He's a legit world champion. He deserves big fights. He does. But I want to talk about Jerron Boots Ennis, who is a welterweight, 147, that's fighting at the co-main event on that Showtime card this Saturday. Um, this guy, he deserves to be talked about because, in my opinion, he's up there in the conversation and should get to fight the guys that are likes of Errol Spence and Bud hmm. Crawford. That's how good this guy. I'm not saying he's going to beat him. I'm not, I didn't even say that at all, but he is, that's how good he is. And he's under the radar and nobody really talks about him enough, but Jerron Boots Ennis is his name. I'm telling you, he's the co-main event this weekend. If you get a chance, watch him because he's a, I, I don't want to say um, a future world champion. I don't know because that 147 pound division is Errol Spence and Crawford. So that's a tough division, but this kid, he's only 24 years old. I think he does have the makings to definitely contend with those two. But when those two retire and finish off that division, I think he has the ability and the talent to run that division once they're out. So oh. it, it's a great fight. Um, and I think that it's worth tuning into this Saturday because you're also going to get, I think it's Showtime. And it's if you have Showtime, I always say it's free. It's not free. If you subscribe to Showtime, you can watch this fight. It's not a pay-per-view fight, I don't believe. Um, so you can watch this fight. But the main event is uh, Jamel, you said, right? Yep, Jamel Charlo yeah. and uh, Brian Castano, I think, right? It's a rematch. So Yep, that, it's, it's the second time they fought. There's the second yeah. time they're fighting. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's on that same card. That's the main event, but Ennis is on, uh, is the co-main or not the co-main event, but the fight right before, um, I guess you can call it a co-main event. I don't know. I mean, they, they're billing it as that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah so, I mean, that, that's a great fight, but I wanted to go back really fast and mm. touch on the pound for count, pound for mm -hmm. pound conversation. And be, just because like, I want to like smack myself for this too, but Usyk, Crawford, Inouye, and Spence, and Canelo is who we talk about in the pound for pound conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But what blows my mind is that how are we talking about Usyk in that pound for pound conversation when Usyk's not even the best heavyweight in the world? Let alone pound for pound, he's not the best heavyweight in the world. The best heavyweight in the world is Tyson Fury, without he, a doubt. But he retired. So be, Maybe he is now. Be, By default, he is because Tyson Fury is retired. Yeah, I wonder if there's any been retirement papers filed officially. But even before that conversation, they had the Usyk up there. So that's what I never understood about that. I do think Usyk is insanely good and will probably beat um, – uh, oh, my gosh. Anthony, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I don't understand that conversation, though, how you can be – in the pound for pound conversation, because he moved up in weight class to do that. Okay. And he walked out with that belt. So got to give it to him. Belts, I should say. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, we can travel. We don't make the official pound for pound list because there's no such thing as an official pound for pound list. It's just a bunch of talking heads talking about it and agreeing with each other or not agreeing with each other. And it creates fodder like this for, for people to listen to and, and argue and disagree with us and our opinions. There are opinions of saying, no, 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 Canelo Alvarez is still number one pound for pound. And people are like, no, he's not. Terrence Crawford is or somebody else is or Errol Spence is because, you know, he looked impressive in one fight, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's where we're at. This is, this is, and this is why we get behind the mic and in front of the camera and we talk about this stuff because it's entertainment, folks. It's entertainment. But 
what is without question though is that we are the number one boxing beard bourbon podcast filmed in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor in our own private studio now on a Sunday, sometimes on Monday. Sometimes Tuesday. And we always drop it on a Wednesday now. But in today the is world. Monday. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Pound for pound rankings, they don't mean much to us right now because we are the number one podcast. Because we're we're the pound for pound uh, top uh, podcast with all those check check marks, uh, all those categories in the world. In the world. All right, so we can share our final thoughts. Let's wrap this one up. Um, final thoughts are, you know what? I made the prediction that April was going to be the best month of boxing overall, and then what happens in May? We get a blockbuster at the very beginning of May. It turns out to be so. Uh, hopefully, then it's brown. Yeah, I know. And that's like the, the, the pound for pound baskets beat. How do you top that? You don't, but who knows what happens? So what a point is boxing is exciting. You never know what's going to happen. And I think that this last weekend is perfect example of that because you never know what's going to happen. And I think that's why people tune into boxing because a lot of people used to think, Oh, boxing is it's already, people already know who's going to win. Well, guess what? The most exciting the biggest show, the biggest pay-per-view draw, the cash cow of boxing. He lost a decision. In yeah. I don't boxing. want to agree to that either. Every single one of the judges' scorecard was the exact same, by the way. Yeah, including Every the first round. four rounds. Really weird. Not just the first four rounds. If you look at the scorecards, all 12 rounds. Every single judge scored oh, wow. all 12 rounds the same. Huh. Tell me that's not suspicious. Yeah, the right it won, thank God. Yeah, I was going to say, usually we'd be suspicious if it was the other winner, if, if, if he was Canelo's one that won. Uh, yeah. But yes, boxing is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get unless it's a Floyd Mayweather exhibition match. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get Floyd Mayweather uh, you know, winning and making a lot of money. Boom. Okay, so that being said, we're going to go and wrap this thing up, and I'm going to say the usual and the following. First of all, I'm going to thank everybody. Thank you for watching. Uh, but that over there is Weekend Trap. That there is B Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. The man, the myth, the legend, B Money. Okay. You should start with that. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> all right. So thank you, everybody. God bless. Have a good one.